Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's a joy to be in your ear. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled Black Scent and Other Misappropriations of Race. Then we will transition to our segment, How Do We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you have any ideas you'd like to share, please email us at admin at liveleftalk.com. That's admin at liveleftalk.com. In addition, if you're listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comment and participate in our poll. Also, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, please follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled Black Scent and Other Misappropriations of Race. Black Scent. What is Black Scent? Well, Black Scent is a combination of the two words Black and Accent. Basically, what it is is a vocal blackface. That's when an individual is not African American and tries to adopt African American vernacular. That is what the term black scent means. So our topic today is black scent and other misappropriations of race. Well, what are some other misappropriations out there other than black scent? Well, we have individuals who uh, think it's uh, either funny or what have you by doing Indian chants, maybe even moving their hand like a tomahawk. There's ridicule of Asian cultures, maybe in speech or uh, depicting Asians in a way that's inappropriate. Some may speak broken English and try to make it into Spanglish, which is demeaning to those who are Latin or Latinx. So all of these racial appropriations can perpetuate stereotypes and be offensive. It's important to promote cultural understanding and respect, avoiding actions that may be perceived as disrespectful or appropriative. Open conversations about these issues can contribute to awareness and sensitivity. Continuing the conversation about cultural appropriation, it's crucial to recognize the impact that it can have on marginalized communities. Genuine efforts to understand and appreciate diverse cultures, coupled with respectful engagement, help foster a more inclusive society. Education and empathy play key roles in addressing and mitigating these issues. Additionally, being mindful of power dynamics and listening to the voices of those directly affected by cultural appropriation is essential. Actively supporting diverse perspectives and educating oneself on the historical context behind certain practices can contribute to a more inclusive and respectful cultural exchange. Yet it's an ongoing process of learning and evolving in our understanding of each other. But most importantly, we have to be willing to learn and understand each other. Too often, 
an individual say, well, this is offensive to me. Yet someone who's not of that same race will ridicule them and say, oh, you're just being overly sensitive. Well, is that person being overly sensitive if they say that it's offensive to them? They have the right to speak on it and tell you how they feel. What you don't have the right to do is to do it anyway. So if someone says what you're doing, whether it's a joke or you feel that it's humorous or it's fun, or in sports we've seen all of this happening and people just say, well, you know, it's, you know we're just doing it for the sport. We're just chanting on with each other. Well, if someone's offended, then it's not good. If someone brings it to your attention, let's move on with it. Let's not keep on because we want to evolve and we want to understand each other and we want to love each other. Furthermore, acknowledging one's own biases and staying receptive to feedback is vital in combating cultural appropriation as well. Engaging in open dialogues, promoting inclusivity, and celebrating cultural diversity can foster an environment where individuals feel respected and valued. Remember, genuine cultural appreciation involves recognizing and honoring the richness of different backgrounds without perpetuating harmful stereotypes. I remember when Tiger Woods won his first Masters. Well, there was a running joke by one of the other golfers as to, well, what will he eat at the the next Masters dinner? Because the the winner of the Masters picks the dinner for the next season. He's like, well, I guess we all got to get ready for fried chicken and watermelon. Now, is that appropriate? Well, of course not. He was fine for his speech, but he shouldn't have had to be. He should have known that that was not an appropriate thing to say. See, once we foster in a culture of inclusivity, it's essential to actively question and challenge societal norms that may contribute to misappropriation. Promoting cultural sensitivity in media, education, and everyday interactions helps to break down stereotypes and encourages a more nuanced understanding of diverse experiences. And this collective effort contributes to a more equitable and respectful global community. Moreover, creating spaces for authentic representation and amplifying marginalized voices can be a powerful way to interact misappropriation. By supporting initiatives that prioritize cultural authenticity and diversity, we can contribute to a more equitable society where everyone's experiences are acknowledged and valued. Continuous self-reflection is what's needed. We have to look at that man in the mirror, as Michael told us, and learn about the nuances of different cultures, as mentioned, and remain fundamental in this ongoing journey towards inclusivity. Additionally, fostering cross-cultural relationships and collaborations can be a proactive step in breaking down all of the, the, the pitfalls of mutual understanding. When individuals from different backgrounds engage in meaningful dialogue and shared experiences, it cultivates a sense of unity and dispels misconceptions. And this collaborative approach helps to build bridges and promotes a more harmonious coexistence for our increasingly interconnected world. We need to encourage educational initiatives 
emphasize cultural competence and make sure that we are diverse in everything that we do, as this will play a pivotal role. And when I say make sure that we're diverse in everything that we do, what I mean is when we have house parties, we have game night, when we have whatever we have, do we surround ourselves with people that look just like us? Well, we shouldn't. No way we can become diverse if our household isn't diverse. So we have to start there. We have to invite individuals from different backgrounds. We have to make sure that we are part of the collective responsibility to nurture environments where individuals can thrive, irrespective of their cultural backgrounds. We want to be a part of that rich tapestry of diversity. Furthermore, addressing systemic inequalities is integral in combating misappropriation. Advocating for policies that promote equity, representation, and fairness ensures a more just society. By actively challenging and dismantling structures that perpetuate discrimination, we can contribute to creating an environment where everyone is rooted in equality and shared understanding. Moreover, supporting initiatives that empower communities to tell their own stories and control their narratives is essential. As we spoke of earlier, if someone says that something offends them, then it's our responsibility to make sure not only that we do not repeat that, but we let others know not to do that as well. That way, an individual can have not only themselves, but we can also be representatives of a diverse culture. And we, too, can challenge the stereotypes and foster deep appreciation for the richness of the human experience. I remember when I worked in the corporate world that there was an opportunity for me as an African-American to be a part of another cultural group. We had many people who were Asiatic Indian that worked for our company. And so one day we noticed that we did not have any appreciation days. What we would have is different culture appreciation days in which if there was uh, an African-American or there was an Asian-American culture, we would have you know, foods and different uh, individuals to speak about their culture, their background. Well, we had nothing for the Asiatic Indians at that time. So guess who they put in charge of making sure that we had our Asiatic Indian day? It was yours truly. So I'm African-American, and I had to spend my time learning about their culture. And I tell you what, it was the most enriching thing in my life. They taught me so much. And then we had the opportunity as a whole corporation to learn about that culture in full, right from their mouths. What a joy it was. And that is the way that we can really work on breaking down these walls of racism and nationalism and make sure that we appreciate the wealth of cultures out there and embrace them. In conclusion, the journey towards addressing misappropriations of race involves an approach that we can promote education, encourage dialogue, dismantle systemic inequalities, and amplify authentic voices. 
There, we contribute to building a more inclusive and a respectful global community. But this is going to be ongoing. It's a process that requires collective commitment, self-reflection, and a dedication to fostering environments where everyone feels seen, heard, and valued. The National Retail Federation today forecasts that holiday spending is expected to reach record levels during November and December. We all know about Black Friday, and then here we have Christmas coming. And they say that this will grow between 3% and 4% over 2022 to go to between $957.3 billion and $966.6 billion. That's billion with a B. Is anyone surprised? Well, as the National Retail Federation president says, it's not surprising to see holiday sales growth returning to pre-pandemic levels. Overall, household finances remain in good shape and will continue to support the consumer's ability to spend. Interesting comment, because many people say that the economy is poor, that people are not having as much money as they once did. But somehow, the National Retail Federation will tell us and be correct, and that people will overspend. Despite a slower growth rate compared within the past three years, when trillions of dollars of stimulus led to unprecedented rates of retail spending during the pandemic, this year's holiday spending is consistent with the average annual holiday increase of 3.6% from the year before. Holiday spending, often driven by consumerism and the pressure to give extravagant gifts, can lead to financial stress and debt for many individuals. This overindulgence may contribute to a range of negative effects including increased anxiety, strained relationships, and a shift away from the true spirit of the holiday. Well, many have to question what are the true spirit of the holidays? Because some holidays, most, seem rooted in financial gain for the retail stores. It's crucial to strike a, a balance, emphasizing meaningful connections over excessive materialism to ensure a more sustainable an enjoyable season that doesn't lead to you being in debt. Moreover, the societal emphasis on lavish gift-giving during holidays can perpetuate a sense of comparison and inadequacy, impacting mental well-being. The pressure to meet certain expectations may overshadow any joy whatsoever, leading to stress and feelings of financial inadequacy. Shifting the focus towards the thoughtful, heartfelt gestures and experiences can help alleviate the negative impact of consumer-driven holiday spending. Additionally, excessive holiday spending contributes to environmental concerns. Well, you may ask, how in the world can this contribute to the environment? Well, the production and disposal of mass-produced, often non-recyclable items can lead to increased waste and carbon footprint. 
adopting more sustainable and mindful consumption practices such as choosing eco-friendly gifts or experiences can help mitigate the environmental impact associated with the holiday season. Striking a balance between celebrating joyfully and respecting our planet is crucial for a more sustainable future. Furthermore, the emphasis on materialism can overshadow anything that you're doing. So one must make sure that they do find a true balance so that it doesn't detract from their deeper emotional and, and some folks feel the spiritual aspects of the season. In a broader economic context, a concentrated surge in holiday spending can create a cycle of overconsumption followed by economic strength, with individuals finding themselves grappling with financial repercussions and the aftermath of the season, potentially contributing to a cycle of debt and stress. So we must encourage responsible spending habits and financial planning. This can help to mitigate these negative effects as well and foster a more sustainable and financial secure experience for individuals and families. Moreover, the commercialization excuse me, of holidays can lead to a sense of obligation. One must feel like they're obligated to do something. They don't want to show up with homemade gifts, so they have to go out and buy something that they feel that the other person would like. And what if that person has extravagant tastes? They feel burdened because now they've got to get this person something that possibly they don't have and and maybe they can't afford. Additionally, the impact of all this extends to the retail industry where the emphasis on deep discounts and sales events can lead to increased stress as well. Challenging working conditions for retail employees too. As the rush for holiday deals often characterized by long hours and demanding schedules, and overly mean customers who are supposed to be joyful because it's the holiday, but yet they treat the the retail workers so disrespectfully. All of this is absolutely ugly and shows no compassion nor consideration for their fellow man. But isn't that what the holiday is supposed to be about? Love and your fellow man and gift giving? Well, anyway. In summary, (laughs) the negative effects of holiday spending are encompassing financial strength, environmental consequences, and societal pressures. Striking a balance between festive celebrations and responsible consumption while emphasizing meaningful connections over materialism is essential. By fostering a more mindful and sustainable approach to the holiday season, individuals can contribute to a positive shift towards a celebration rooted in shared experiences, gratitude, and a genuine sense of connection. But when we start talking about spending, $956 to $966 billion, a billion would it be, and the last time that I checked, there were none of those checks coming in the mail from the federal government that would give any type of stimulus. This is going to come right out of your back pocket. It leaves us with the question, how did we? Get here. Engaging in cooking as a hobby 
offers a range of benefits. It allows for creative expression, provides a sense of accomplishment, and offers an opportunity to experiment with flavors and techniques. Moreover, cooking can be a therapeutic and enjoyable activity, promoting mindfulness and stress relief. Whether you are a novice or an experienced cook, exploring new recipes and cuisines adds a dynamic and rewarding dimension to the hobby. Additionally, cooking as a hobby fosters a deeper connection to the food that we consume. You see, once you get in there, you begin to understand your ingredients, you get to know your technique, and even the cultural context of dishes enhances appreciation for diverse cuisines. It can also encourage healthier eating habits as individuals gain more control over the nutritional contents of their meals, something that you cannot do by just going to restaurants. The social aspect of sharing homemade dishes with friends and family further enriches the experience, creating lasting memories around the dining table. Moreover, cooking as a hobby provides a sense of independence and self-sufficiency. Mastering culinary arts empowers individuals to create delicious and nourishing meals from scratch, reducing reliance on prepackaged or takeout options. This not only contributes to a healthier lifestyle, but also allows for customization based on personal preferences and dietary needs. The continuous learning and improvement involved in cooking make it a dynamic and fulfilling pursuit. Furthermore, the exploration of different cuisines and culinary techniques can serve as a gateway to learning about different cultures all over the world. It allows for individuals to embark on a sensory journey, experiencing the sights, smells, and tastes associated with various traditions. This cultural enrichment promotes an understanding and appreciation for global culinary heritage fostering a more interconnected and inclusive perspective. I know that I enjoy foods from all types of different countries. So there within, you get to learn about people. Personal enjoyment beyond that, beyond personal enjoyment, the culinary world offers opportunities for social connect connections and community building. Joining cooking classes or participating in food-related events Maybe even sharing recipes with online communities creates a sense of camaraderie among fellow enthusiasts. And this shared passion for food becomes a common ground for forging new friendships and deepening existing relationships, turning cooking into a social and collaborative hobby. And then as more technology comes along, as we continue to advance, we can be gain access to a plethora of Recipes may be online or, or cooking tutorials, virtual communities. This interconnected landscape enables hobbyists as chefs to share their creations, seek inspiration, and receive feedback, fostering a dynamic and supportive global cooking community. Moreover, the act of planning and executing a meal involves honing organizational and time management skills. From selecting ingredients and spices to coordinating cooking times, individuals develop practical abilities that extend beyond the kitchen. And this transferable skill set 
can positively impact various aspects of life, contributing to improved efficiency and decision-making in everyday tasks. Cooking, therefore, becomes a hobby that not only delights, but also enhances essential life skills. In conclusion, if one chooses this hobby of cooking, it's rich and rewarding. It extends far beyond the creation of delicious meals. It offers avenues for creativity, cultural exploration, and social connection. Embracing cooking as a pastime not only enhances culinary skills, but also promotes personal growth, resilience, and a deeper appreciation for diverse flavors and traditions. Whether you're a seasoned chef or a novice in the kitchen, the joy and fulfillment derived from this hobby make it a delightful and enriching aspect of life. See you in the kitchen. So this sunflower message that we have for today comes from the heart. Today I'm wishing you a day filled with moments of joy, warmth, and positive surprises. May your endeavors be met with success and may you find reasons to smile throughout the day. I want you to celebrate the small victories and cherish the positive moments that will come your way and they will come your way today. I want you to remember, you've got this. On Cash App, dollar sign Live Laugh Talk on Twitter at Live Laugh Talker and on your podcast platform, you can donate to support the podcast and every dollar that you spent is spent on the podcast for the fees that are associated and the upcoming fees for so many new things that we're going to do. Also remember to rate us the highest on your podcast platform and don't forget to tell your friends, family, colleagues, workmates, everybody about us. Remember to go to Etsy and search for How Do We Get Here? You can also search for Live, Laugh, Talk, or my name, James Graham, and you'll find plenty of merchandise. There's hoodies, dog hoodies, and shirts, tumblers, belts, ties, all kind of things with Live, Laugh, Talk on them, including, I just saw the other day, that they have added an Apple Watch band. So there you go. Everybody's always buying their new bands. You can have one that says Live, Laugh, Talk on it. And somebody's going to ask you what that's about. So <laughs> we want you to be the hip person in the office who knows all the up and coming new podcasts. That would be us. Good description of us. This is James and George's baby boy signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.